Hello everybody, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and we will be starting a new podcast today, um, going through a, hopefully a whole Sefer, from the Sefer Mermon, from the Rebbe Shab, Sefer Mermon, Tafresh Samech Ches, 5668, the year 5668, and the goal is to learn, be learning in a more Girsa fashion, shorter, not as deep, but obviously with explanation, it's not as much as in the weekly mimer. The Chesedish Parsha is an organization we produce a mi- one mimer expo- explanation on one mimer from the Alter Rebbe, one mimer a week in Hebrew explanation. This is going to be in English and just more to go through a lot of to go through a lot of Chesedish. The Rebbe will speak that the Indians go through Chesedish Beshufi, a girsa, and hopefully something that people could listen to on their commute to work or just any time and the amazing thing about the podcast is you can also speed up the, the speed that you listen to or slow it down uh, so that will be helpful for people that want to go listen to it faster or slower and the plan is that each episode will be around one Amud from the Sefer Maimorim, and so therefore you can listen to many episodes together, or you can just do each day one Amud, and hopefully we'll make a quick synopsis sequum at the beginning of each new day of what we learned yesterday. And this is, again, this is Levi Gelb, the, the writer of the Chesedah Parsha. I hope you enjoy this. The Mimer starts off the words from the Pasuk, Tiko Bechay the Shafer, Bekesliyim Chagenu, you shall blow the Shafer. So, verse in Tehillim, you shall blow the Shafer in the month, in the appointed time for the for our holiday, which is going to be, he's going to bring different explanations now what this verse means. Peter Shasha Bekesliyim what is it? Rashi explains me, what does it mean, Bekesse? Which is a word which seemingly has a little bit to do with Kisuya, covering. But here he says it means muad kavulakach. It means a specific day which is set for this. And he brings a proof for this from another verse in Mishlei. And the specific day he came, he came to his house. So we see the word kesa kisei can have a connotation of a specific time. And he explains also Rashi says that kesa is a has a connotation of meaning of implication of time. Similarly, we find in the Gemara Sanhedrin says "ein kesa ella ella zman." That the word kesa means can only mean time. It brings our verse kesa leyem chagenu for a holiday shuz man umuad umayed kavua. Which means that they should blow the shofar in a, spe- a specific time. A specific set time in our holiday, which is obviously going to mean over here Rosh Hashanah. You have to understand what is this specific time. If it's referring to the Yomtiv, which that's what it says in the verse, for our holiday, which is referring to the Yomtiv. But this is every every yom we know is in a specific time. So why specifically does the verse choose that on Rosh Hashanah it says this uh, this this word which means a specific time? Every yom we know is in a set time. 
Now to the second explanation of keset. Besides a set time, set time it also means it comes to the word keselash and kisui covering. Like it says in the Gemara, Rosh Hashanah b'Medr Shabbat, Parshas Emer, Eizichak Shachidish Miskase Boy, which is the holiday which the which the moon becomes covered in that holiday. Zeh Rosh Hashanah is referring to Rosh Hashanah, which is on the beginning of the month, which is the time when the moon is almost totally covered, and unlike the middle, the middle of the month was usually usually the Yom Tivs are in the middle of the month, like Pesach and um, Pesach and Sukkot, the middle of the month Tesvav. Which that's when it's a full moon. So which holiday is it says which holiday is the Kesa is the the moon covered? That's obviously referring to Rosh Hashanah, which is on the beginning of the month. Because the moon is covered then. So I don't understand what is this meaning of this covering in the spiritual sense? And it's implied in the verse that this Spiritual covering is connected to the blowing of the shofar in Rosh Hashanah. In the time that the moon is covered, that's when you need to blow the shofar. Or in time that there is this spiritual covering, that's when you have to blow the shofar. What is the idea of this? What's the meaning of this? We also have to understand the the connection of the of the two explanations of the word keset. Meaning, it means covering, or it means a specific time. What is the connection between those things? Any word which has two different explanations in it must be connected. Um, yes, uh, we, now he goes on to explain a new thing. It says in the Gemara, It says about Rosh Hashanah, Hashem requests from the Jewish people, Say before me. Verses which declare my kingship, in order that I should become king over you. And say verses of remembrance of your remembrance, the Jewish remembrance, the order that your remembrance will come before me in a good way. And so you talk, you bring verses which speak about the good remembrance of the Jewish people. And how do you accomplish all this through the blowing of the shofar? And we also say verses in Davening and Musaf and Rosh Hashanah, which, which are Suke Shefer, verses of which talk about the Shefer. So, we came to the Berakam of the Rosh Hashanah, Davtes Zayin. Davtes Zayin Amad Aleph similarly also says this in Rosh Hashanah, another place in the Gemara. So, I don't understand. It says Hashem is king forever and ever. And he also, his kingship extends over all places. And over everything, Hashem's kingship is always and also is everywhere. So why are we saying that order that, that we have to say these verses in Rosh Hashanah in order to make Hashem king over us? Hashem is always king, and He is king everywhere. As it's known that the whole how whole creation of the world is only possible because it became it, it, arose, in, it arose in Hashem's will. Says that he wanted to be king on a emlich. So we're going to explaining now how Hashem's kingship is is always and everywhere because the whole creation of the world is through is through Hashem's midas midas amalchus through the kingship of Hashem. Like the Rebbeinu Machai says that there's no king without a nation. That the whole idea of 
kingship obligates that if there's a king, there must be a nation, there must be a separate existence which he is king over. So too, the fact that Hashem desired to be king automatically, so to say, created a, a separateness, a separate nation, meaning the worlds, which are, have a feeling of separateness. From the levels which are higher, from the sphere of Malchus, like for the emotive attributes of Hashem, as it was impossible to be the creation of the worlds. And also the the emotive attributes, the Midas, do not obligate that there should be worlds. Because even when there is no worlds, it's possible this idea of emotive attributes of Hashem. Only from the level of Malchus there can be the creation of worlds. And also this attribute of Malchus obligates that there should be should there should be worlds because like we said that there is no king without a nation without a separateness without a world which feels separate. So the two points here that Malchus the creation of worlds can can only happen through this Midah of Malchus and also that this Midah of Malchus obligates that there should be a creation of a feeling of separateness which is not the case which on levels which are above Malchus like the Midas the motive attributes that both these two points apply to they cannot happen the creation cannot happen from them and also they do not obligate that there should be a creation even though there is in this aspect of of kingship which relates to Remimus, which relates to being exalted above everything, because the king is exalted above the nation. So there is within this idea of kingship a exaltedness, an upliftedness, which is in and of itself, which is not relating to the worlds, which which are uh, which doesn't relate to the worlds that it is exalted over the worlds. But this level of Malchus is something which totally transcends worlds. So there is a level of kingship of Malchus. Which doesn't, which is, which is exalted in and of itself, not rela- not related to something else, which it ex- is exalted and above. But that level of malchus is totally above creation. So, therefore, we still come to the point that the creation can only happen from malchus, and we're not talking about the level of malchus which totally transcends creation, uh, which that is similar to the midas, which also transcends creation. Hagam. Um, no. So going back, in order there should be worlds, it's impossible to be accepted through the attribute of Malchus. And this attribute, which is the idea of being exalted over a nation, that's the idea of kingship, is the reason for the worlds. Because the whole idea of kingship of a king is that there can't be a king without a nation. The king is exalted above the nation, which creates that the nation should feel separate, should be afraid of the king, they should have a separate feeling. That's the idea of what Hashem wanted to be king and obligated that there should be this separate existence which he could be king over, which he'd be exalted over. Therefore, it must be that this idea of kingship is always, is a constant thing. If not, then the whole world will be all the worlds will be nullified out of existence. Because the whole, the kingship is what obligates the existence of the worlds. So therefore, we have to understand what is the idea of this kingship which we draw down in Rosh Hashanah through the saying of the verses of Hashem's kingship and blowing the shofar. Because we said before that everything is but everything is accomplished with the shofar. Seemingly, Hashem's kingship is something which exists every moment and therefore the, the worlds can exist. 
because Malchus is, allows for the creation of worlds. So what is this unique idea of drawing down Hashem's kingship which happens on Rosh Hashanah? Similarly, now we're going over to the idea of the remembrances, the verses of remembrance, which we say, in order to that our remembrance should go up before Hashem in a good way. How could it be possible the idea of forgetfulness by in godliness by Hashem? God forbid that therefore the Hashem should have to remember something. Of the idea of remembering is only is only possible if there's a, an idea of forgetting. We say in the davening Rosh Hashanah, there is no forgetfulness before your holy throne, the throne of your glory. Even though we could say no, obviously Hashem doesn't forget, but we're bringing out a point here. We're saying that we should Hashem should remember us in a good way. But going to the next page now, we'll stop at the beginning of this next page. In a kavanarak. The intention of here is not that not only that we Hashem should remember us in a good way. Meaning that not we're not just asking about the just idea of remembrance that Hashem should remember us because it's not possible to be to forget. So. It's basically saying that the other is saying that it can't say that the only intention here is that he should remember us in a good way. The meaning that there should, there should be that it's not talking about the idea of zikarin at all. The whole Maimur Chazal says the whole Pesukim are called zikrenis. They're not called just toivis to you know the remind so to say Hashem or speak about the goodness of the Jewish people to arouse Hashem's goodness to us. It says they're called zikrenis remembrances. So it's not only that. It can't be just saying that it's all about the goodness to bring out our goodness, because that's not what the point of the sage, the, saying, the sages are saying. They're saying that Hashem should remember us, and if so, that it was implying that there's an idea of forgetfulness, so to say, by Hashem. But we know that's impossible. Um, so we're asking that that Hashem should remember us, and that the remembrance should be in a good way. And just like we know, and he says in the parentheses that in within the shkacha, Hashem's uh, divine providence of His. Over, over, watching over the world and directing the worlds. There's a regular hashkacha, and and there, there's Hashem watching over the worlds, and then there's hashkacha latoiv, watching over the worlds in a good way, in a more involved way, where he's more involved and makes sure that everything goes for the good. And like it says, that the creations are watched over, are directed, or guided in with a good eye. So we'll stop here for the today at the beginning of the top of the page base. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chsidis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chsidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Tereir Lukute Teira almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast please consider doing that it will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better 
And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.